0: Hi, I'm Pastor Kenneth Lusonier of the Vivify Ministries, and it is my joy that your heart is awakened to the finished works of Christ with such powerful simplicity. Are you ready? All right, here we go. Welcome to Illuminate Conference. Welcome. This is the first of two that will happen this year. And I want you to come expectant. I want that the testimonies from today will drive you till the next one and even beyond. Right? So let me prepare your mind. You're going to open a lot of scriptures. Are you excited about that? It sounds weird. You know when you say a lot of scriptures, that sounds stressful. But not you, right? You're excited about the word, aren't you? Glory to God. Let's go to Colossians chapter 4 verse 12. I love this scripture. If you know me, you know that I do. Colossians chapter 4 from verse 12. Glory to God. I, I still think there's something I want to do today and I'm still thinking about it. Um, so far I have permission from the Spirit. <laughs> but it's unconventional. You find out. Colossians 4 verse 12. Are you there? Yes, sir. Are you you sure? Yes. Are you on the screen? (laughs) All Alright, we can read it together, it's alright. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ, saluted you, is greeting you. And this is what he describes this guy as, and I love Epaphras so much, I might need my fresh child that, if I have permission always laboring fervently for you in prayers what is he praying always about that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God say perfect, perfect and complete, and complete in, all the will of God. in all the will of God the word laboring fervently is a word called agonizomai it's a Greek word Agonism, my A G O N I Z O M A I. It means to be competitive. It means to struggle. So the idea is that this guy prays this thing always for these people in such a way that when you see me, like, "Ah, like, relax." <sighs> is it that serious? When you see someone laboring fervently, is someone that? Let me give you an example. When you see bricklayers on the side of the road carrying blocks and everything, if you give them a bottle of Coke, cold cocoa, what have you done? You blessed his life and his generation. He will thank you. When you see them, they've worked so hard. And that's what he did in the place of prayer. If he's doing it every time, consistently, he tells you something. It's important. All right? That you may stand perfect and
1: complete. Say perfect. perfect. Shout it at me, perfect.
0: Perfect. And complete. And complete. In all the will of God. In all the will of God. Beautiful. Let's go to Colossians chapter one from verse nine. This is just to water the ground. Colossians chapter one from verse nine. We're going to go to verse ten as well. Thank you, Lord. Ah. Are you there? Alright. For this cause, we also, since the day we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you what? Might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you might what? Walk worthy of the Lord unto what? All pleasing. Being fruitful in what? Every Every good work. And increasing in the knowledge of God. Verse 11. Strengthened with what? All All minds. According to his glorious power. Unto all patience and long-suffering rejoicing. See, there's a lot to talk about in this scripture. A lot. But let's take it one by one. So, Paul was encouraged by the Colossians and their growth. And he says when he heard the reports, he says he did not cease. This is the same terminology that was used in Colossians the Bodecathras, right? They bore He always. When you see, I do not cease, or you see always, it's, it's the same thing. It means it's important. When you see something being done consistently all the time, you need to see that it's what? It's important. And so he says, we do not cease to pray for you, and desire that you might be filled. Say filled. filled. It, it's, it's the word pleru. It, it's, it's to be complete. Filled with the knowledge of what? His will. And, and what knowledge of his will means is, what does God want part time? What does he desire for you per time? He said i pray that you be filled you would know what he wants the knowledge of his will what else did he pray for that you will know this what in wisdom and what spiritual understanding then he says that you what walk worthy of the lord unto all pleasing he said i'm praying that when god looks at your steps he knows that yes you're walking in the right direction that when you do this say this blink this think this you're pleasing him wow and then it says being fruitful say fruitful Fruitful in every good word the word fruitful is the word called okay i'll take it slowly car is not that hard k-a-r
1: is
0: a greek word p-o-p-h-o-r-e greek word. fruitful it simply means To be a fertile ground. A fertile ground. So he's telling you that he wants you to be a fertile ground from which all good works can what? Germinate and come forth. Praise the Lord. That you be fruitful unto every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Powerful. Then he tells you, look, as you're doing this, I'm praying that you are strengthened with all my, because you will need the strength. Do you know what it means to always be pleasing to the Lord? It's not being so. Ha. So he's prayed that you'll be what? Strengthened with all might. All might. According to his glorious power. Hallelujah. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And then he says, Unto all patience and suffering. Because look, the road is going to be hard. There will be times you make the right step, then you make two wrong steps. There'll be times you are be like, God, why? I haven't I been saved by grace to live a life for you? Why am I still living the old life? Why is my old man coming back? And he says, look, I pray that you be strengthened with might, with patience. Patience is, is, is something you need to walk righteously, to be patient with yourself even. Are you, are you following? Yes, exactly. Patience and long-suffering. And as you're doing this, you're also doing it with what? Joyful. Joyfulness. That's com- I love this. It's complete. He's saying, look, I pray that you will do the right things and grow in the knowledge of the Lord. But I am also praying you be strengthened with his might and also to not be discouraged so that you're patient with, with the process and do it with joy. Powerful. See, memorize the scripture to, to, to save you one day. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So, this first session, I'm going to be talking about something very important. In our circle, right, those of you who are affiliated with this ministry or partners of this ministry, we emphasize a lot on the grace of God. Yes or yes? yes? We do. We emphasize on the love of God, right? It's important that we do that. And it's also very important that we strike a very clear balance. Alright? If you preach the gospel properly to anybody, this is the question they will ask you. What shall we say then? Right? Shall we what? Continue in saying that grace may abound. Look, you can't read Romans 5 and not think that way. And Paul knew and said, you know what? I'll let you know in Romans 6. Romans 5 you told, where sin abounds, grace abounds much more. Ah! Paul! So, if I'm on the bed of adultery, you mean that uh, God's grace that's, You know that's the common thing people always ask. So what happens? Paul says, no, hold on, I know you were going to say that. Are we going to continue in sin that grace, my mom? No. How can we live to something we've died to? Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So we're talking about working grace and gracious works. Working grace, gracious works. That's the title of this uh, session. So, first things first. Please, I want you to pay attention. Some of these things you, you probably know already. But we're going systematically. we're going sequentially, okay? Yes, Working grace, gracious works. Um, let's talk about sin for a moment. At what point did everything go bad when God was creating the world. God said, let there be this, let there be that, let there be light, the sun, moon, stars. And he said everything he made, even man, was what? Good. Was good. So, at what point did things go bad? It was at a point where man disobeyed God, right? He exercised free will to make a choice that wasn't God. And because of that action, everything that followed from there would, continued in sin, in death, in sickness, in pain, in crisis, in chaos, in decadence, from one man's disobedience. Right? We know this. But, you know, when it comes to the issue of sin, a lot of us start to emphasize or focus on the fruit of sin and not sin in itself. I'll explain what that means. The Greek word for sin is hamatia. I know I'm saying a lot of Greek words there to help us. I hope. Um, hamatia, H A R M A T I A. And it simply just means lago in Yoruba. That's what it means. That's Yoruba worship. You do Yoruba translation too. Yes. So you do this. Ronaldo, he's about to score. What's he going to make with the shot? Why don't I sing? And what a lago. That's, that's, that's sin. <laughs>
1: That's sin.
0: (laughs) To miss the mark. To miss the mark. Or to fall short of a standard. That's sin. That's sin. God had a standard when He said, It was good. It was good. I love this. Ooh, Lion, great job. He looked at all the things He made. I love these things. They're great. But when things started to fall from the standard, then things were bad. That was sin. But, you know, sin in itself is not just the act. You might be a liar. You might tell a lot of lies. You might steal a lot of items. But those are only the symptoms of the disease. So when you talk about sin, don't just talk about the actions of sin. Talk about the nature of sin. Are you following me? When man fell, when Adam fell at the beginning, something happened to his nature, right? It was corrupted. It was vile. And we saw that it's... How do we know it's translated to his children, to to Cain and Abel? How do we know? Who can tell me? Sorry? Yes! Cain destroyed his brother. Out of jealousy, he, he killed him. And so that was the first one that we could tell that something was wrong somewhere. Look, this, this is a problem. The days of Noah, ah, things that could not be spoken of. <laughs> things that the writers that were writing, ah, I can't put this on inside, but, <laughs> you know, I'll just say things unspoken. That bad. We see Sodom and Gomorrah. You see the atrocities from generation to generation. You thought that the flood was going to change things. No. Generation after generation, same thing, down to our generation, something is wrong somewhere. And it's not just the act, it's what? It's nature. Praise the Lord. You know, we, we live in a generation of religious people. And it's more about who has sinned more than the other person. We compare it, like, no, no, at least I'm not as bad as Adolf Hitler. If his own is hellfire, my own is nice flame, candlelit dinner, you know, something. Yeah. My own is not that bad, I'm not that bad. Yes, I lie, you know, I mean, everybody, everybody lies. But I'm not like Rebecca. Who lied that she was a baker? Okay, that was was a big joke. But (laughs) the point is this it's not about the weight or the measurement. There's something that causes it. See, a dog barks because it's a dog. If you see a cat that barks, it's not a dog, but it needs help. (laughs) Or it's empty. You won't just say, I know it's a dog that looks like a cat. No, you will say it's a cat, but something is wrong with this. Right? A dog barks because it's what? It's a dog. A thief steals because he has the propensity to steal. Something affected him on the inside. Something affected her on the inside. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right, but you see, in God's plan, and, and glory be to God for this, when God saw that, I mean, this was not something that was an afterthought, that, yeah, ah, oh, Adam, now, oh, you support everything, Gabriel, oh, yeah, like, come, let's go, let's settle let's, let's this matter. That was not an afterthought, he knew. But you see, when God was going to change this, I'm going somewhere with this, when God was going to change the narrative, he wasn't going to just attack, ah, no, stop stealing, no, stop lying. And that was what was happening over the generations, right? There were laws given. 630, over 630 of them, Moses himself, gave the people. So at every left turn, ah, you should not supposed to do that. Ah, we're not supposed to do that. And they realized they were in a cage. But no matter how many times they tried to cage these people, what happened? They still misbehaved. Some of you are coming from a very strict university. I will not mention the name. A lot of laws and rules, yeah. and while for, for the period of time there is a constraining, yes, I behave. For guess what? Holiday, ah, uh, hey, wow. So, what you realize look, look, I'm all for laws, I'm all for rules, it's important. It's important. The law was given to constrain people, but it cannot change people, and that's the problem. The laws could not change people. Yes, stop it! Ah, mm. don't look! Don't touch that! Sorry, mommy. My mommy has gone. (laughs) Pick it up, right? Constraints for a time, but cannot change. And a lot of believers. They might want to admit it or not. They are living their lives according to the law. They are trying to live according to rules and regulations. But God's plan was deeper than that. Praise the name of Jesus. Mm, Let's go to Ezekiel 36. Ezekiel 36. I love this prophecy. So, when it comes to the Holy Spirit, there are two very controversial prophecies. Very controversial. Maybe we don't realize how controversial they are. Joel 2, verse 28. You know, in the last days I would Pour out my spirit upon all oh, flesh. It was a controversial issue. If I were Joel and you were Jewish people, and I'll you will beat me. Come come come, come stop. That rubbish. <laughs> Do you know what that means? The only people that were allowed to be to be anointed were priests, prophets, judges, and kings. That was all. Now you're saying the spirit will be what? Upon all, all flesh. I said no 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 let me let me elaborate. On sons and daughters on handmade ah, ah you have lost it. They beat guess why they killed the prophets. Praise the Lord. It was controversial. Another one that was very controversial is this. So let's read it together. Verse 25. Ezekiel 6 from verse 25. Let's start there. Then I will... This is a beautiful prophecy. Then I will sprinkle clean water upon you, and you shall be able... Oops, what am I reading? And ye shall be clean, pardon me, from all your filthiness, and from all your idols will I cleanse you. Next verse. A new heart also will I give you. Wow. And a new spirit will I put within you, Ezekiel, come, let's sit down, let's talk. I, I, I don't know what you're saying, I don't, I don't get it. I will put a new spirit within you, and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. Now, flesh, they're just, tammuz will say, yeah, taking out something bad to replace it with the fleshly desires. No. Flesh means something soft, something malleable, right? And I will put, he's reiterating it here, I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you shall keep my judgments and do them. This was God's plan for his children, that they're not just regulated by rules and instructions, but that he will change the mechanism from within and allow them to do these things without Praise the name of Jesus. So God's plan was to have a regulator, not regulations, right? It Was to change, change what was inside. So when He puts a new spirit within you, that spirit will start to move. Now let me give you an illustration. Um ah, let me. See. That is, this is engineering, but let me see. Let me see. Okay, let me just make it very simple, right? You know, if you have a hand fan, for example, those hand fans that we take for Oman Bear and all of that, just you know there nervous and you put the the battery is weak. It only blows as right. It's, it's, it gets starts getting weak and all of that. As immediately you put a new battery, fresh, durable cell, strong, double power. So energy, put you put inside, what happened? Vroom. Say vroom. <laughs> Something changed, right? So the the thing is, look, the fan that just had that weak battery was struggling to move. But even if the fan do not want to move, when you put that drives. do you understand the idea? So that's God's plan to work from within and bring without. Glory to God. Amen. Now, look, I'm going to go over some things that you already know, but I'm getting somewhere. The Bible says in Ephesians 2.8 that we have been what? Jesus. Saved by grace through what? Faith. I love it. Look at it. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it's what? The gift of God. So while the people of old were trying to impress God, guess what? Even the very Pharisees tried to earn God's favor. Tried to be the, the perfect people, the most perfect people on the earth. But guess what? Jesus spoiled the show. Spoiled the show for them. If you have not committed any sin, Pick up the first stone and stone this woman. Immediately, they had a mirror put before them that, look, I don't measure up. So if it's a game of how many works have you done more than the next guy, see, it will never be enough. We don't have a machine that detects it. We don't have a walkometer We don't. Does it, ah, clean thing. Bang, 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 bang. Okay, just ten, 10, good works. Okay, let's try, upcoming, upcoming. <laughs> Let's do let me see the you know, bing. <laughs> 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 Just one, okay? Let me see, A minute. Bing you know, bing 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 bing. Ah! Bing bing oh, heaven, heaven is yours. Whoa, 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 whoa. We don't have that. See, Muslims and to all Muslims streaming live, God bless you, I love you so much. But look, see, I was having a chat with a Muslim friend. And we were talking, and I was like, if you die, what's going to happen? When you die, when you die, what's going to happen? He said, well, I don't know, that's up to Allah to decide. I said, okay, where, are you, where do you think you might go to? He said, well, because of how things are, actually, according to Islamic tradition, everyone will go through hell. So you're going to go to hell to suffer for the things that you've, you've done. So All of you are frowning. Relax, relax, relax. We first go to hell, then according to the message of Allah, it is gracious and benevolent enough to you who lead you to paradise. Sometimes it can take two years for some, some, a century. Nobody knows these things. It's just according to Allah's plan. And I said, aren't you scared? I asked that. I said, aren't you afraid? He said,
1: said, actually... She
0: couldn't just. She couldn't actually, sometimes I just wonder. I said, okay, let me tell you something. If I die now, I said, look at me. I know where I'm going. In fact, I might not even die.
1: <laughs> <laughs> can you
0: get that part? I mean, and I had to tell her that, like, look, you, you can't be 100% sure where you're going to. And it's not because you've done enough to earn that place, but because you know there was someone who did it to help you earn it
1: by his own
0: works. Uh, that's the beauty of grace. You didn't earn it. You can't. Grace is not that you did it. You can't. It's like you are in a boat. You're having a boat cruise and you're you and just having fun. See, I want to go on a boat cruise. The Lord is dropping it in your heart. Okay, let me not wait. <laughs> When you're going on a boat cruise and something just happens. And Annessie falls over. It <laughs> you know, can happen. With me. And, and she falls over. And then help, 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 help. And then, you know, you know, someone, maybe Chiamata, tries to just, you know, you help her, right? yeah.
1: And, and she just
0: tries. And you know, she just. You know, say I'll save you. Hold on, okay? She throws the stuff to help her, and then you know the boy, right, the life boy, throws it, and she holds on to it. And she pulls, 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 and grabs her. she's about to sink, but she still holds on and prints her. A reporter has heard about it. They came and like, oh, and they say and and Tell us, tell us what happened. What happened? What's the story? <laughs> <laughs> What's your problem? What? <laughs> you fell from a boat. No, actually I fell from a boat. Okay. Ah. Okay. Ah. She will be careful with what I
1: say. you jump for, you do fall. Let's panic me. You fell. Panic me. Uh,
0: but they don't interview you. And I say, "What happened?" No, no, no. Don't worry. No answer. I will answer. answer for you. And she says there are two ways she can respond. Right? There's a way of. Oh, look, no, CC. Ah, see, man. I have, oh, my workout. Oh, my. I said workouts. Jesus. Scratch that from the recording.
1: Oh! Scratch, Great. All
0: <laughs> oh, my workouts. Ah, your your back passion is bad. Your bad passion. All oh, my workouts am paid off. Mm, focus. Maybe fruitful in Jesus' name. Oh <laughs> my workouts paid off. I'm so strong. Do you see in fact when she grabbed me I, I didn't I didn't really need that. I just I grabbed and I, I pulled myself up. I'm strong. I, wow. And I see wow. goes on the headline, boom, boom, boom. And I see the give her attack like one that wonder, 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 wonder girl. Wonder girl pulls herself
1: from what Eh. that's the like <laughs>
0: When that girl pulls herself from the exactly, saves herself. Another way she could respond is this. Look, I was going to die. I was dying.
1: I was dying. If if, if she didn't come through, I'll be gone. If she didn't pull me out, I'll be
0: dead. That's the position of grace. But you know that you, you were in a position of death. You were literally dead in your sins. But God took the first step and said, No, I love you so much. So while you're yet a sinner, I will die for you. Are you following? Yes, sir. For by grace are you saved through what? Save. That not of yourselves is what? The of God. Not of works, less what? Faith. That's the point. So she doesn't have to boast about what she did. So that you stand before God on that day of judgment and say, Lord, I don't deserve to be here, but by your grace. But so by your grace. Can we pray and pray for a moment? Just thank God for a few seconds for his grace to you. Thank him. Explode with gratitude. e van Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your grace. Thank you, Lord, because you're correcting any notion of a work mentality, of a law mentality in our hearts. That we may see your grace shine even brighter. And live our lives in gratitude. Amen. Titus three verse three. Glory to God. Yeah. Titus three verse three. The the money is coming, don't be afraid. The money is coming. And financial favor follows you. Follows you. That project you're working on will succeed. Resources will be made available. Thank you, Lord. Titus three verse three. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish. Say, I was foolish. I was foolish. Put it to your chest. I was foolish. Disobedient. Disobedient. Deceived. 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 Ah, I do this, Suzanne. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to follow, okay. Serving divers lusts, lusts and pleasures. And pleasures. living in malice malice. and And envy envy. hateful Hateful. and hating one another let me tell you something if this is your present state then you are in your past he said for we ourselves were sometime before before this was us but look at this but i love that word What just distinguishes the past from what it is right now, what your reality is. I love it. But after, ah, read this with me together. Verse 4, 1 to go.
1: After, After the kindness and love of God our
0: Savior toward man appeared,
1: not by works of
0: righteousness which we have done. So his grace and his kindness came to you, approached you, not because of what? Not to righteousness, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing. Look, I love that, that word, washing of re- regeneration. And the renewing of the Holy Spirit. Say, washing of regeneration. Washing of regeneration. Renewing of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Say, I have been regenerated. And, and, regenerated and, renewed by the and renewed by the Spirit. This is you. This was your past. But God brought you here not because you were, you were playing the part now. You were getting it right. No. It was him. Praise the name of Jesus. I mean, I mean Romans 4 verse 1. Romans 4, verse 1. Hey, I need to be fast. <laughs> There's so much to talk about. Romans 4, 1. Oh, great. We're going to read till verse 8. So follow me, okay? Let's go. What shall we say then that Abraham our father as pertaining to the flesh had found? Next verse. For if Abraham were justified by works, he had wear off to glory, but not before God. If you could say, look I'm the most righteous man in all of the land, great. But God looks at him, I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed. What of that fleeting thought you thought? What about that time you arranged with um, Hagar? Are you following? How about that time we arranged with Hagar to, you know, to substitute Isaac? What about that time that you lied, that she was your, you know, sister? Well, she, in a way, but what lying is, is having the intention of deceit. So he lied. But when God looks at the story of Abraham, he was a faithful man. God, now, are you you not saying something? Because when it comes to God and his perception, it's all about faith. Faith in his righteousness great verse 3 for what seeth the scripture abraham believed god and it was what um, counted unto him what made him righteous he believed god he had faith in god it was like yes you're righteous because of this next verse now to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace but of death simple English, if you are an employee in my company, if you work, you deserve a pay. If I don't pay you, you sue me to court. Right? So he's saying, look, can you go back to the previous verse? To him that works, the reward is not reckoned of me. It's not I just felt like giving you. If it is bonus or profit sharing in the company, hey, that's grace. Do you understand? You didn't necessarily work for it. But it's of debt. So you work for it so I owe you. I have to give it to you because you earned it. Next verse, verse five. But to him that worketh not, but believes on him that justifies the ungodly, his faith or her faith, feminists, mm-hmm. amen. Her faith—I don't know—I like doing that—is um, counted for righteousness. Hallelujah. Verse seven. Now he brings David. I love Paul. Look, he brings. Key people to help convince and relay points. Very beautiful. Even as David also describes the blessedness of the man, I, unto whom God imputes righteousness without works. David talked about it. He said, Look, there's, there's a kind of, I, I, can, I haven't seen them, I haven't met them before, but there will be a time where there are people that are so blessed and counted as righteous. because it's fine because of their of their faith in him praise the lord please i need you to pay attention everyone okay
1: yes,
0: sir. pay attention verse seven let's go this is what david said Blessed are they see david was like see god gave him such insight he was a prophet do you know that as much as he was a king god gave him such insight that there will be a race of people that god will look at him and say look you are dirty, you are disgusting, you are terrible, you are a sinner, you are a murderer, but I love you and you are, I will make you righteous because you believe them. He couldn't understand, like we do. what world is that? Look, he said, blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Like he couldn't understand. Like, <sighs> so sometimes when, when some believers read John three sixteen or read Ephesians or read scriptures like this, they're like, oh, cool stuff. It hurts because you haven't understood the gravity of this. People who strive to see this day, and you've seen it. In fact, you are the reality of this. It's huge. Verse eight, he says this, blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Do you know what that means, the word impute? It means it won't be credited to your account. So when God sees you, yes, you made a mistake, yes, you did that, but you're righteous. Yes, you fell short of my standard, but you believe in me? You're righteous. The one who worketh not, who doesn't base his righteousness or right standing with God on his or her own works, but on what God did for them, that's the one who is blessed. Say, I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. I I believed. I believe. I am righteous. Sin
1: righteous. is not imputed unto me. Thank you,
0: Jesus. Look, there, there's no amount of work that you can do to earn God's favor. There's no amount of I, I'm saying it's categorically. From all we've read, it's clear, right? There's nothing you could do to move God hand, God's hand and say, you know what? I deserve this. Look at my resume. Look at my CV. Hey, Jamaica, come. Even you to come. Gabriel, come. Come and see. A1, A1, A1. Ministry, A1. Telling the truth, A1. I never lied to my parents. Eh, hey. are you sure? You know, that one, you say, why everybody does it? Well, I'm sorry. But look at this. There is no amount of work that you can do to earn your place in heaven. Your place has to be created for you by the one who owns it and on his own terms. Do you understand? Yes sir. If you're going to get a place in heaven and that's what Paul was saying. Look, he said it in Romans ten that look the people, his people, the Pharisees, the Jews, were trying to earn their own way of righteousness. They were zealous. They were let, let's read it. Romans Romans ten. If I'm not mistaken. From verse one to There about open your Bibles, please. Don't open your screens. I mean the screen. Open your Bibles all right look at this brethren my heart's desire and prayer to god for israel is that they be saved look at that he had such a consciousness for his people verse two for i bear them record they have the zeal of god and this is what happens to a lot of believers today they have a zeal for god but not according to knowledge they say no they're they are ignorant about this but they are zealous anyways have you seen people that do so you know <laughs> They're trying to get something done a certain way, but you just were like, no, that's not how you do it. That's what was happening with these guys. Next verse. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness. So they had an idea of what attaining or receiving God's righteousness should look like. For they were ignorant and going about to establish their own righteousness. They have submitted themselves unto the right... They have not, rather, submitted themselves unto what? The righteousness of God. The righteousness of God comes how? By faith. Always has been. So if you're saying, oh, it's just a New Testament thing, no. Abraham believed God. David believed God. Moses believed God. Noah believed God. So it's always been the method. Praise the name of Jesus. The only thing that you could bring, and I love this. The only thing you could bring was the sin that made salvation necessary that's all god wanted he said look i've set the table don't bring your plates don't bring your cutlery don't try and do this just come and eat it's set that's salvation and so when you realize the debt you have been forgiven when you realize the gravity of your sin and how much you were forgiven Look, I can tell you, categorically speaking, I was a terrible sinner. I was. And to just think of how... See, look, it's very easy to, to pretend. Look, I was a good boy. Quote unquote. I was a good boy. I oh, class prefect, Head boy, thank God for that. People saw me like, this guy is good, this guy... But they didn't know. My pastor's son... Did you know? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And I've been as open as I can with you because I want you to be able to relate with me. Struggled with pride. Struggled with lust. Struggled with deceit. With hypocrisy. For several years. And so when I when, when I realized, oh God. I realized how good God really was in saving me, it it started to make sense. It became the motivation that drove me to do good things. When Jesus saw this woman who was found in adultery, right, what did he say to her? He asked her, where are your accusers, woman? Where are they? Where did they go to? What did she say? I'm not here. There's no one here. And said, neither do I condemn you. What did he say to her? Go and sin. No go and sin. He you to I forgive you too. I don't condemn you. Go and do what." He didn't say go and sin no more, then I will think about forgiving you. Because the right motivation to go and sin no more is the fact that you've been forgiven. It's the appreciation that God forgave the, the huge debt that you owed. And then says, now you can live freely from me. Live in gratitude for me. I'll read you a scripture. Or oh, two of them. Let's go to Isaiah 1, 8, 18, And then quickly we'll move to Luke chapter 7. Or chapter 8, pardon me. Should we read chapter 7? Isaiah 1, verse 18. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be what? As white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, it shall be like what? Oh. So he said, Look, even if you soak your white shirt in palm oil, have you done that before? You've not tried it before? Okay, I've not seen so but <laughs> don't, don't try it at all, please. But even if it's that damaged, what does he say? Look, it can be pure as if it was never stained. No matter how deep and dirty and dark you were in in your past. In one moment, it can all be changed, fresh as new. It's a new life. Praise the name of Jesus. Yeah. Look at this. Luke chapter, I'm not sure if it's seven. It's eight, it's eight right? Luke 8, 30. Nine. Let's check from verse 40. Okay. Okay, from verse 40. Let's go there. Well, Luke chapter 8. Okay, and it came to pass that when Jesus was returned, people gladly received him for they were waiting for him. Next verse. Okay, no, so it's, verse, it's chapter 7. It's chapter 7. I knew it was chapter 7. So let's go there. Are you guys there? Luke 7 from verse 14. Alright. So this was the situation of the woman with the alabaster box. Her name was Mary, actually. Do you know? Mary of Magdala? And so, she came to Jesus. She poured oil. She rubbed his feet. She was weeping. She was crying. Why was she doing that? Have you ever asked? What do you think she was doing? What do you think? Expressing what?
1: Gratitude for what? Oh no, for what? Why is she? Why is she thanking him?
0: She recognized nice who he was and what see the fact that as a prostitute she could approach someone revered as a rabbi and touch him it tells you something about Jesus it tells you that Jesus really loved sinners it tells you that it was discernible to her that Jesus loved sinners are you following? and when she met him she she came for restitution she was tired of her life she was tired of being with strange men every night and just having her soul empty. Enough is enough. Jesus, I'm here. I don't know how you do this you know, thing where you come back and do restitution, but this is all I have. If, if it's my oil, that will help. If it's my tears, just do something. And look, people were talking. First, if you are a man of God, you will know that this one is a person. So they thought he didn't know. But well, look at this. Sir? 30. Just because of time. Let's start, let's start here. Verse 40. And Jesus answering said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto you. And he said, Master, go on. There was a certain creditor which had two debtors. One owed to what? Let's, for this example, let's call it Naira. One owed what? 500 Naira. And the other what? 50 Naira. Let's make it dollars. It will make sense. Yes. <laughs> Fifty dollars. One was be five hundred. And when they had nothing to pay, he frankly did what?
1: Money.
0: So this guy like, "See, we don't have. See, we've been trying to raise the money, but we just can't. At this at this point, our families are, are, in, are in shambles. We don't know what to do. Please, I don't know if you can do anything. Guesses, you know what? You know what? It's fine. It's fine. No, you should go. Don't worry. Don't pay me back. It's okay. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him most? I love this question. So, what he's trying to say is this: If you owe me five hundred dollars another person owes me fifty, if I forgive both of you after both of you have tried so hard to pay me back, by just saying, "You know what? It's fine," who would appreciate the forgiveness more—the one of five hundred or the one of fifty? I can't hear you. Why? Because his debt was more. Because he owed a great debt and in an instant all of it was forgiven. Ah, Look at what he says. Simon answered and said, I suppose that he he to whom he forgave most. And Jesus said yes um, to him. Thou hast rightly judged. Next verse, verse 44. And he turned to the woman and said, Simon, seest thou this woman I entered into thy house, thou givest me no water for my feet, for she had washed my feet with tears and wiped them. By the way, in Jewish culture, when you wipe the feet of a president, it's honor, it's it's a way of receiving them and all of that. Verse next Thou givest me no kiss.
1: (laughs) Hey,
0: holy kiss, by the way. But this woman, since the time I came, it has not ceased to kiss my feet. Remember Jesus saying that? Martin me, I'm saying that uh, all of you come from your families, none of you kiss my feet. Like the way I won't mention the name. So uh, you'll be scared. <laughs> Next verse, but I mean, you understand the context. My head with oil, you didn't annoying, but this woman anointed my feet. Next. Next verse. Wherefore I say unto me, her sins, this is the point, this is the point.
1: Her sins, which are many, are what?
0: Forgiven. Yes for she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loved little. So sometimes it's not the issue that your sins are not as much, it's the understanding that your sins were actually loved. Some people might think, oh, I've been a good boy or good girl all along, I mean, I've been a straight A student, perfect all my life, graduated with the first class, I mean, I mean, what's not to like, oh my gosh. That might be you. But until you have the understanding that beneath all of that, when you put the mirror of the law before you, you realize, that oh, look, I don't measure up. I'm a terrible sinner. But guess what? Jesus looked to all of us and said, the sins were many. But I forgive you. Go and sin no more. That's powerful. Can we just thank God for his grace one more time? A few seconds. Thank you for your grace to us, Lord Jesus. Though my sins were great, you forgave me. I messed up, but still you cleaned me up. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. So God's idea is that if I can forgive you, your response to my forgiveness will be what? To love me. It will be gratitude. And I'm not doing it so that you can pay me back. But so that you can actually live in the way that I want you to live, are you following? Romans two verse four says this: "Or despiseth thou the riches of, of His goodness and forbearance and long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth to what?
1: Repentance.
0: The what of God leads to repentance. The goodness of God." Look at Peter on the boat. He had toiled all night, no fish. And Jesus comes on the scene and tells him, cast your net. This was someone who was in great debt. He needed to get this. He's finally there to survive. And what happened? Miraculously, the fish did what? They entered the net. And it was a miracle. This guy literally, what was his response? Who knows his response after that incident? He said, no, please, go away from me. I'm a sinful man. He saw the holiness, the beauty, the, the miraculous power of God. And in the moment, he realized how sinful he was. He recognized that this is, this is either God or someone sent of him, but I'm not worthy of this thing you just did. He was like, no, no, no. Because look, what God wants is that, yes, you see his goodness. You see his kindness. But he wants it to lead you to repentance. Praise the name of Jesus. So what is God's plan for sin? Let's, let me show them that slide. Let me show you what God's plan for sin is. It's in four parts, right? God wants to get rid of sin in this forms. Number one, the penalty of sin. The penalty of sin. Penalty of sin. So this is where the condemnation, the damnation, is taken away. John 3.16 says, Well, can you shout that we want to go? For God so loved the world, that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him, will not perish, but have That's it. That perishing that you and I deserved, it's gone now, because of what Jesus did. So His first step, to get rid of the penalty of sin. Second step, to get rid of the power of sin. To get rid of the power of sin. This is what you talk about, the the hold, the bondage that sin has. Where sometimes you just don't know, you're just like, my spirit is winning, but my my flesh is weak. God wants to get rid of the hold sin has on his children, once and for all. So while this... Happened spiritually. This also did too. It happened spiritually. The power of sin over you is, is done away with. Spiritually. But see, the next step, the next part of sin God wants to get rid of is the product of sin. The product of sin. And what God wants to do is that as much as there are influences of sin, He wants that you live freely above the power of sin and start to produce good works. Not works that are fleshly, but works that are what? Godly. Spiritual works. So he wants to get rid of the product of sin. And the fourth one, which, is, which I love so much and it gives me so much hope, is the presence of sin. The presence of sin. The reason why you still feel those tendencies. And temptations, because we are still in the presence of sin, not just our flesh. Now we can start there and say, yes. Sometimes you know the Bible says, "Don't walk after the flesh," but what after the spirit? There is a tendency your flesh has that like, you know what, no, do this, do this, and they war against each other, flesh and spirit. But there is another part. Do you know? Are you following me? Do you know that the diseases shouldn't be in existence? Do you know that they were a result of the fall of man? Death is a, fo- is a result of the fall of man. Violence from animals, you know, decay, forest fires, natural disasters, these are the effect of sin. God wants to rid the entire world and existence from this. Are you following? Yes, sir. This is God's grand plan. First of all, to be on right standing with you, right? To give you freedom from the hold of sin. To help you start bearing good fruits. And then to take you away from this world of sin. And also obliterate sin forever. That's why there will be a new heaven and a new earth. Praise the name of Jesus. This is God's plan. Praise the Lord. But my question to you, and this is how I'm going to close this session. Is it possible... Is it possible to live on this earth completely sin-free? Is it possible? Is it possible for me, for you, to live this earth sin-free? No single thought, no single action, no single word that is sinful. What do you guys think? What do you think? Yes, sir. yes, it is. Hold your answer. Put it in your pocket. <laughs> we're going to go through some scriptures and we're going to talk about it. Okay? Do you, you agree? It's, it's an important question. Yes, we need to know. Like, it, is is this a possibility? Let's look at this. Philippians two, from verse fifteen. I hope you're excited. Open your Bible. The Word of God has everything you need. It does. Ah, this is beautiful. Are we there? Philippians two fifteen. We're going to read to verse sixteen. Are we there? Look at it on the screen. If you're not there, that you may be and the sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as light in the world. Did you read this with me? Verse 16. Holding forth the word of life that I may rejoice in the day of Christ. What is the day of Christ? The day when he returns. That I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither what labor in vain. I love the words he used here. That you may be what? Blameless. Blameless. Harmless. He uses this word, this phrase, without rebuke. What does that mean? Let me give you an example. You know this guy called Daniel, right? Daniel was given a very good position in the land with, under the reign of King Darius. And his colleagues, they got jealous, right? You know the story. You know how he got into the land now. Uh-huh. So they tried to find every way to to what's the word to convict him? They're like, okay, maybe it's not everybody's pure. Maybe he's you know handling you know the account. Maybe he's doing something here. They checked. They did a private investigation. They got people to check about this guy. Do you know what their report was? Nothing. We found no fault with him. Not one. Daniel, Old Testament, not one. Do you know what they used to send it to the <laughs> Because he was praying. And then I said, you know what? Let's say that. Let's make a decree. If someone else is praying to any other God, that is not the king. But they had to use prayer. See, let that be your life. If they want to put you in jail, it's because you are prayer. But that was Daniel. He was a man without rebuke. Wow. Old Testament. 1 John chapter 3, from verse 8. Ah, 1 John, 1 John. If you are not strong in your conviction that you are righteous before the First 1 John, say, Lord, I'm a sinner. Have mercy on me again, Lord. I mean, I was, because of 1 John, I was born again, again, again. How many times? God. <laughs> What's powerful? Look at verse 1 John 3 8.
1: Are you with me? Read it. will you go?
0: All right. Is there another part in verse eight? Or? yeah. All right. Let's go. For the, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. So, it, John's idea is like, if you are sinning, of well, the devil, because Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. <laughs> hey, you don't know that the expectations of you. Look at the next verse. Whosoever is born. <laughs> Read it.
1: What does this mean? What does this mean?
0: Okay. Verse 10. In this, the children of God are manifest. And the children of the devil, there's a distinction. If anything you're going to pick from this, is that what your works actually count. Right? Your actions actually count. And the children of the devil, whoever doeth, see, is not thinketh or believe they are righteous. Whoever, whoever what? Doeth not righteousness is not of God. Neither can he, neither he that loveth not his brother. Now there was a context to this, right? And he was talking about loving the brothers, the brethren. You see in verse 16 where he says, This, um, this is um, how love is shown that uh, as Christ died for us, we also should lead our lives for our brothers. So there was a context to this, it was interactions with the brethren. But guys, says, he who is born of God does not, not should not, does not, like an assumption, does not sin. But what is he talking about? Is he saying making mistakes? Making, you know, thinking the wrong thoughts at the wrong time? He's Maybe this next verse will help. Okay, yeah, Romans 6, right? Remember how it says, shall, shall we, what shall we say then? Shall we what? Continue, that's the word, that's the phrase. Shall we what? continue the word continue is is vital here so it is the sense of you know this is wrong but you are habitually practicing sin without repentance now you might be remorseful and you know there's a difference between remorse and repentance Remorse, must ah, say oh no dang it I shouldn't have been caught <laughs> Right, but there's one of oh, I made a mistake. Lord, I don't want to do this anymore. There's there's godly sorrow that leads to repentance. Right, it's not remorse. He's saying look, as if you have if you have the seed of God in you, you should not make a practice of sinning. So their expectations that look, yes, you, you've been saved. Glory to God. It was not by your works. Hallelujah. But guess it's time to work. You <laughs> thought God just left you? Yeah, do whatever you want. Have fun. No, I saved you for a purpose. I want you to live according to your nature now. Because when He said I'll put my new, my spirit within you, a new spirit within you, what happened? That nature we talked about at the beginning—it changed. It changed. The mechanism has changed. And sometimes, look, when you, inter- when you relate with God, it's not about your feelings. Your feelings will lead you astray. Because you will say, God, I don't feel close to you. I don't feel like you love me. I don't feel like I'm righteous. It's not by feelings. It's by faith.
1: It's
0: by faith. So, there are expectations of you. See there are expectations of me. There are expectations of me. That I will live righteously. That I will live righteously. righteously. And not in sin. And not in sin there are expectations that you will stand perfect and complete. In what? Or Paul will not pray for something that, or Epaphras will not have prayed for something if they didn't want to see it happen or expect to see it happen. Are you following me? He's not praying for you in the after like, ah, I pray that's when you now cross over, I'm have you. That's a done deal. It's praying for now. And guess what? That's what spiritual maturity is. Are you following me? You started as a baby, it's understandable. You came newly in the faith, great. But if at. <coughs> Who's the youngest here? At whatever, if maybe you are 18 or 17, you are still, for lack of a better word, sucking on his breast. <laughs> we should arrest you, something is wrong, or get you help. Right? Because there are what? Expectations! That at a certain age you stop doing certain things. If you were crawling, and you are. You're like Gideon is like, oh, I said Gideon, come, it's time to leave worship and he said Hey, okay, okay, And it's crawling on the floor. I would I will say out. I know something is wrong. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is their expectations. Their expectations, even as a believer. So you've come a long way in your faith, Oh, you've just started. We understand. Let's help you grow. Let's help you progress. As my mother scripture mentioned, you know, patience, with patience and long-suffering, with what? Joyfulness. Yes, the process. It's fine. You made a mistake. It's okay, stand up. Let's keep going. Let's go. Let's go. And we get to a point where, no, I shouldn't be doing this. You should be doing it to others. You've, you should have reached the point of maturity by now. You know, that's what Hebrews talks about, not handling milk, but you should start handling strong food. Give expectations. So I'll ask that question. Is it possible that you can live sin-free, consistently, yeah. here on the earth? Yeah. What do you think? Yes,
1: sir. Yes.
0: You think so? Yes, sir. Ah, are you sure? Yes, sir. Even in this flesh? Yes, sir. In the Bible tells you, walk not in the flesh, but after the Spirit. There's an expectation that you will choose the Spirit every time. And that as you choose to walk after the Spirit, you build consistency to do that. It's all a training process. Are you following? Yes. You spent most of your life, for some of you, you spent most of your life in sin and death and darkness. It's time to retrain yourself in righteousness. Good works matter to God. Let me show you how. Look at this Titus 2, verse 11. Let's go there quickly. Because of time, there's some scriptures I won't be able to read now. But let's check it out. Titus two eleven. Are you learning something? Yes, sir. Great, great, great. Okay, verse eleven. Let's go. For the grace of God, this same grace we've been talking about, right? The grace of God that brings salvation as a appeared to all men. Verse twelve. Now, to those people who say no, if you tell them that it's grace, they will go back and sin. They will just feel like they can do anything they want. He said, the grace of God has appeared to all men, right? Verse 11. But what does this grace do? It teaches. My job is not to teach you We have to deny ungodliness, We you have rules and regulations. That's not my job. I will teach you grace, and grace teaches you this. Mm-hmm. Denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly. Say soberly. So do you know what it means to live soberly? It means we watch you watch every step. Your every move, you are careful. You are careful. You are careful of what you watch. Before you watch a movie, let me give you an idea of so Before you watch a movie, you've checked the ratings. You've checked the reviews. Should I watch it? Call a friend if it's that serious. I'm about to watch this film, what do you think? Should I? No, no go there. The first scene, the thing. Yeah, do fellowship. <laughs> Don't watch it though. Live soberly, Righteously. And godly. In this present. So maybe you thought it was I ah, in the hereafter. In this present world. It's possible. And that's what grace has come to teach you. That what? You should deny ungodliness. Say I will deny ungodliness. I will deny ungodliness. I will deny worldly lusts. I will, deny lusts. I will, deny lusts. I will live soberly. I will live. Righteously righteous. and Godly, even in this present world. Verse 13. Look at this. And we're doing all this as we await the blessing. See, look, look, this is why we are waiting for the time we don't even have to struggle. Now it's in wrestle. We are talking and fighting. Talk of war between what? Flesh, spirit, flesh, spirit. But looking forward to that whole where that will be done for once and for all. Hallelujah but while we are doing that we are working soberly walking righteously looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great god and our savior jesus christ verse 14. i love this one let's read it together i want to go who gave himself for us
1: that he might redeem us from
0: all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous for good works look Good works were not a requirement for God to see you. But now they're a requirement for the world to see you and see God in you. So he wants to purify of himself a people that are zealous. Say zealous. You want to do good works. That's your life. Look at this. He gave himself for us for what purpose? That he might redeem us from what? All. Say it with me. That He might redeem us from, from all, from all iniquity. iniquity. Say it one more time. That iniquity. All iniquity. Personalize it. That He might redeem me from all iniquity. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Ephesians two verse ten. I want to show you the place of good works in the life of a believer. Ephesians two verse ten. You know this, right? Right after telling you, you may saved by grace, not by your works. Paul now says, Yeah, hold on, hold on. I'm getting somewhere. Look at verse 10. For we are his workmanship. We're his masterpiece. We're his work of art. Created. Where were you created? In Christ. You are we made in Christ. Yay. I say, yay. 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 Ah. Jesus. Christ Jesus. On to what? So you are created in Christ. Unto what? You are not saved by good works, but you've been saved unto good
1: works.
0: Beautiful. Which God had before ordained that you should walk in. So it's been God's plan all along that you what? Walk in good works. It's his desire for you. Now he's dealt with the penalty of sin. He's dealt with the power of sin. Now he's saying, look, Let's do this. Let's deal with the product of sin. Mm-hmm. Let's bring good works. Are you following? Yes. Yes, he, set, he set everything in place for you. He said, Now it's the time. It's time to grow, increase in your knowledge of God, in the knowledge of His will, to be fruitful in every, every good work. I'll give you the strength. That you might be strengthened with all might according to the power of God. I'll give you the strength. Don't worry. Let's do this. Ah, glory to you. This is huge. This is huge. Let's at another place in Ephesians. Ephesians 4.1. Ephesians four 4.1. Then we'll go to Philippians one27 i mm-hmm. nah, 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 nah. I'm running out of time. Okay, I was fast. i almost done. That's good. All right, Ephesians 4.1. Are you there?
1: Glory
0: mm-hmm. to Jesus. Yeah. Ye, you don't know what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. By the time you leave this conference, mm-hmm. just, just track your life. Track your week. Track the weeks that follow. Track the month of May. you see something has changed. Yes. We're not done yet. But expect it. Thank you, Jesus. Ephesians one. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord. I love that term. I'm proud to be called the prisoner of God. Glory. The prisoner of love. Glory. I wish you could sing that song today. Gideon is around, um, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk. Can we read this together? Yes, sir. Let's start from the beginning. Want to go?
1: I, I therefore, therefore the, the prisoner of the Lord
0: beseech you that you walk worthy of the
1: vocation,
0: of the vocation of the all Give all me another translation. That word "vocation" looks very yes. vocational. <laughs> Look at this. I love this. I, Paul, the prisoner of the Lord, urge you, beg you, plead with you, beseech you. That you what? Can you see this word again? We talked about it, right? That you may walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. That's Colossians 1 10. 9, yeah, 10. Colossians 1, verse 10. Now he's saying it again, in Ephesians 4. That walk worthy of the calling you have received. Philippians 127. I love this one too. Philippians 127. Glory to God. Ah, this is good. Can we read it together? It's a long read, but I need everyone. I need you. See, your words are very powerful. Do you know that? Your words actually direct your spirit. Right? Look, let's go. Verse twenty-seven. Want to go? Just one me. live your life in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then whenever I come see you or I will hear about you. That you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, walking side by side for the faith of the gospel. This is Paul and his desire to his church. It's my desire to all of you. For all of you, previous recipes. That look at this. That you live your life in a manner worthy of the gospel. Why is that important? He's saying, look, you can't be safe from sin to so only to live in sin. It's a, it's 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 a paradox, it's unheard of. For this reason, was the son of God, you know, manifest that in my what? destroy the works of the devil which is sin and he's saying this my desire is that you walk in a manner that is worthy of the gospel and when people see your life and see your faith they see that you interact Mm -hmm. look, that scripture James said that what, without faith works Uh, without sorry faith Faith without works is what dead, when did he say that it's very applicable here if you say, I believe in Jesus, I believe he came to ransom me from sin, but your works are like, hey, bro, that's fine. They're doing every unspeakable thing. I can't believe you. Because your belief system is a direct representation of your works. I can't believe you. If you tell me you believe you can fly, and you are inside sitting down watching Netflix to prove it that you can fly, uh-huh, how come? It's the guy who's stepping on the balcony and doing this and saying, hey, bros, I believe. that's the one I believe let me see the works and the works prove your faith glory to God so quickly let me just give you a balance you can go to the slide to share everyone I'll give you a balance between grace and works in 9 points and I actually got this from a whatsapp chat I had with someone so I just put them there so let me give you the balance between grace and works Right? I'll see how I can start just move ahead you're almost there yeah, there we go. Number one. Can you see it? Can you see it? Yes. I'll read it out. Don't worry. We are saved by grace through the medium of what? Faith. And that produces good works in us. Look at the prepositions. We are saved by what? Faith. By grace. Through what means? Faith. To what end? To produce good works in us.
1: Number two. You are not saved
0: by good works. You are saved what? Onto, notice these key terms. They are very important. Don't be tempted to start living your life this way. Number three. True faith, like I just mentioned, is what? Proven by the works you do. Your works validate the salvation you've received. Do you see that? So God is not using your good works to to say, ah, yes, yes, it's true, I really saved you. It's for the world. Let your light so shine before men that what? They may see your good works and do a glorified father. That's the point. You should be a catalyst for people's glorifying God. When you walk, people must see your life and say, something happened with you, and I give God thanks. I don't know what it is, but I give God thanks for it. That's you. Verse 4. <laughs> Number
1: 4. Good works are important to God as they showcase the effectiveness of His
0: grace. They showcase, showcase it to the world. Do you see that? They reveal that His work, don't, you might not have to write everything, just in a short point, okay? They reveal that His work on the cross was honored by those who received it. If you truly are grateful for what God has done for you on the cross, your life should show it. But life should show it. It's high time we took our good works seriously. It's high time that we became more zealous for good works. More look at the, 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 the words of Jesus. If, if your eyes cause you to fall, do what? Do what? I'm, I'm wondering why we don't have many blind Christians. We're not serious.
1: We don't have handicaps. Why? Why?
0: Think Jesus was joking. Well, of course, I'm speaking metaphorically. But at the same time, he's telling you the gravity. If it's your eye, as valuable as your eye is, if it's causing you to fall, block it out. Block it out. Number five. Everyone will give an account of the works that they do because of God's justice. So, because God is just, you will give an account. Ah, you will. You will. I have scriptures to prove it. Um, Romans 14, 12 says, So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. Matthew 12, But I tell you that every careless word that people speak, they shall give an account for it in the day of judgment. Look, you'll give an account, though. Mm-hmm. Guys, you'll stand before a holy God, naked and bare before him, and give an account of everything you've done on the earth. Things done in the open, things done in the secrets. Let's, let's keep going. Number six. Those who do things that do not count for eternity um, or deeds that are not done out of love. So, what some works that don't count for eternity, many times, are things not done out of love for God or for people. Do you understand? They will have their works burnt up. If they are believers, they are saved, but they have no reward for those works. Um, first corinthians chapter three talks about it so even though you are saved your works are burnt there's no reward for it number seven those who do works that count for eternity will be rewarded by god himself yes now the bible doesn't exactly specify what these rewards are right some people say it's a crown of life no every believer has a crown of life um, but I don't know what it is, but we'll find out, right? Number eight, God's judgment of actions is not for condemnation or salvation, it's for rewarding. So your deeds, your works on the earth, when he judges, it's not to condemn or save, it's for rewarding. You no know worries, I'm getting to the last one, you understand it now. And number nine, I'm not moving fast, I'm sorry about that. The only action God judges for salvation or condemnation is placing faith in his son or not, belief or unbelief. So if God is going to decide where you end up at the end, it's based on this guy. 1 John 3, 18 says, God, For God did not send his son to condemn the world, but to save it, right? The one who does not believe is condemned already because he had not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. 1 John, John 3, 18 three eighteen. Have you seen it before? Yes. So if anyone is going to hell, it's not because God sent you there. It's because of unbelief. It's like there's an antidote to HIV and AIDS. Right? God has presented it to you. Take it. We say no. No. Who, who are you that will tell me what to do? No. Two years later. Ugh. Yes. It's gone. Why? Not because the solution wasn't presented, but he didn't use it. He didn't believe in it. Do you see? Right, so this is, I believe, some sort of balance to, to the grace and works thing. So you understand it, great, but not trying to replace works with grace or, or vice versa. Both of them go hand in hand, and this grace helps produce good works in us. Hallelujah! So, praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Ah, do I have time to read this? Um, okay, let me just read this very quickly. First Corinthians ten. There, there's a warning here, and I think. I need to read it. It's a long read, but I'll be fast. First Corinthians 10 from verse 1 to 6. All right, I'll read it from the screen. All right, pay attention. This is, this is new. Let me just help you. It's New Testament. <laughs> so, yeah, it's New Testament. Great. Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant. How that all our fathers were under the cloud and passed through the sea. What is he talking about? The time when they were escaping from Egypt. Yeah. Right? Uh, we're, and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea and did eat the same spiritual meat and did drink all the same spiritual drink for they drank of, the sick, of that spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Whoa. Mm. Could it have been the one where Moses should have spoken to and struck? All right. But with many of them, God was not well pleased. Why? For they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were our examples to the intent that we should not what lost after evil things as they lost them. He's using an Old Testament scenario to, to use as an example for you believers. Let's go on. Let's go on. All right. It says, "Neither be idolaters, as some of them were." He's instructing the church: don't be idolaters, chasing after things, money, fame, some vain glory. No, Instagram. Instagram is an idol. You don't know. It can be. It can be. It's not, but it can be. All right, some of you because we're streaming like my Say that Neither be idolaters, as were some of them, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Play means like they offered sacrifices and all of that, parties and all. Neither let us commit fornication, and some of them what? Committed and fed in one day. 23,000 of them died in one day. Neither let us tempt Christ. Look at this, this is New Testament. <laughs> Neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted, and were destroyed of serpents. Neither murmur you, you, as some of them also murmured, and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now all these things happen unto them for examples, and they are written for our condition, upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore, let him that thinketh his stand, take heed, lest he... fall. Next verse. They had no... Now, this is the beautiful part. Now, go back. We've talked about... This is a warning. This guy is messed up, and he saw... When I was in, uh, when I was still at uh, my former house, our name was their, their dad, he said, if you go near this place, you will smell. I was like, what's that? I realized that he meant to smell hell.
1: <laughs> smell.
0: <laughs> so, he told, if we mess up, like these guys, what will happen?
1: It's <laughs> Ha, ah,
0: it's serious. It's serious. It's a warning mm-hmm. from Paul himself. It's a warning not to chase after lusts, not to tempt Christ. Ah, I saw that, that phrase, I said, what? Ah, oh, my God. Think about it. God at every point provided for these guys. He only asked just serve me faithfully. follow me faithfully at every turn they were they were going back going back going back rebelling building their own gods their own idols but do you realize that the beautiful thing about you is that something changed what's different between you those guys and you, you. the nature has changed We had a stony heart in fact the bible said the reason why the law was put on tablets of stones was to represent the state of their hearts. was stony. Mm. No, it's not a joke. I mean it's there. Right? <laughs> <And> he's there. Congressman rest has <laughs> three. But that has changed. He has taken the stony heart, what? Out of us and given us. So this is possible. Look at verse 13. That was that was painful. <laughs> that was painful. Uh, they have no temptation <laughs> taking you was such as is common to man I love this mm. but God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able but with, will with the temptation also do what so these guys were tempted he was narrating the story these guys are temptations left right and center where he's telling you that God is faithful to you dear believer. he will not allow you to suffer above what you are so he's telling you that any temptation you must have faced you were able to to overcome it now whether you overcame or not that's another story but he's saying look there's no temptation you face that you are not able to and with that temptation he's able to also do what i want you to personalize it now god is able with the temptation to make a way of escape that I may not be I might be able to bear it. Say, be God will always give me a way of escape. escape. There's no temptation too heavy for me to bear. To bear. I will always overcome, I will always overcome. And, I will and I will not be defeated. I live righteously, I live, righteous. I live soberly, I live, soberly. I, live godly. I live godly, even in this present world. I am zealous for good works. I am not complacent of my journey. I grow in the knowledge of the Lord. I bear fruit. I do not take the grace of God in vain. But I will live righteously because of His grace. Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. Guys,
0: we must be aggressive about this thing we call righteousness. It's not just a position, it's a walk. It's a walk. You can't assume a position and president and you're not doing anything. Mm. That's what's happening. Let me not talk.
1: Mm. Let me not talk.
0: I don't know. It sounds familiar, right? I wonder why. But you can be in a position and not do any work. And that's a failed tenure. Mm. It's
1: two failed tenures. (laughs) <laughs> but
0: look at this, guys. You've been put in a position seated in heavenly places. That's you. Far above principalities and powers and rulers of that's where you are. So act like it. Act like it. And God is convicting many of you of certain areas where this applies. Be aggressive. See, you can't be strengthened with his might. Can we go to First two Colossians one again? Let's read it again as we end this session. We're going to a new session. Uh, that, that's uh, before we go on break. But Colossians chapter one, from verse nine to eleven. I want us to read it three times as powerfully as we can. So that means you're reading nine verses. All right, all right. I think this version is fine. Are you ready, guys? This is serious. The words you're going to speak now on this verse are going to activate something. Pray and pray for a while. Pray and pray for a while. There's something that's going to happen right now. Some, some, some bondages that will be broken. Some struggles that will become easy. Once and for all. Once and for all yes Lord this is it 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 it. thank you Jesus Spirit of God Spirit of God This is it, this is it, this is it, this is it. This is is the moment where it all changes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you yes yes god has ministered to someone now you know it it's you he's he's changing the narrative for you those struggles those struggles it's today today is the day it's gone it's gone it's gone it's gone you experience what is called a victorious life thank you jesus one of you you're concerned about your sibling I don't know if it's your brother or your sister, but there's a signal you're concerned about because you really wish somehow he had access to this message. To know that he can live righteously or she can live righteously. This is an instruction. With what you've learned, go and teach. For the, the heart is fertile. And as you speak, the Lord will start his work in their heart and bring it to completion. You you have you have a, a a desire for someone in your family to to you've noticed some things. Right? And the Lord wants that to change forever. Right? It's an instruction, do that. Do that. The person's heart is fertile. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah. Alright, so closures one nine. Let's go. Are you ready, guys? Yes up. Are you ready? Yes sir. I'm gonna read this three times. I'm gonna read it one, the, verse nine, verse ten, eleven. Read again and again. I hope you're happy. Yes, sir. This is, this is giving me. <laughs> Colossians 1, 1, to go. For One, this nine, reason three, also, since the day, day we heard this, we haven't stopped so praying for you. you. We, we are asking, asking that you may be filled you. with the knowledge of his will, in all wisdom, all wisdom and spiritual understanding. understanding. Verse 10. So, so that I you can walk worthy of the Lord, the fully pleasing, the Lord, pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and growing in the knowledge of God. Next verse. May you be strengthened with all power according to His glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. Verse 9. Let's go. For this reason also, since the day we heard this, we have stopped praying for you. We are asking that you be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So
1: that the walk worthy of the
0: Lord, fully pleasing to Him, bearing fruit in every good work, and growing in the knowledge of God, may you be strengthened with all power, according to His glorious might,
1: for all endurance and patience with God.
0: Can you grab a partner? now? Okay, I have said, maybe mm-hmm. grab it, my job is sounding loud. And pray this prayer over them. Pray this prayer. We're going, to, we're going to show it on the screen. So, you're, we're going to recite it for this last time with your partner or partners. Um, recite this over them. Pray this over them. And I'll give you a few seconds to really pray for them. Is that good? Yes, sir. Holy Spirit. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, uh Alright, verse 9. Let's go. Oh, let's start here. So, you say, I pray that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will. In all digits, you're praying now. So you can look at the screen. but pray. So let's start. I'm praying that, let's go, one to go.
1: I'm praying that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and such so wisdom so understanding, so that, that you may
0: walk worthy, worthy of the Lord, fully be pleasing to Him. him bearing fruit in every good work,
1: and, and, and growing in the knowledge of God. May you be
0: strengthened with all, all power, According to his glorious might, for all endurance and patience with joy. Come on, turn that into prayer right now. Pray for the person you're holding. Pray that they walk fruitful in every good work. Pray that they build consistency in righteousness. Pray that they increase in the knowledge of God's will. If you love them, pray for them. us instructions without the power to achieve them. We have a regulator in us. We have a new mechanism. We have a new life force. And because of your spirit in us, thank you, Lord, because we will walk in righteousness. We will walk consistently consistently in holiness. We will bear fruit. We will be zealous for good works. No more stagnation no more retrogression we progress we move we grow we increase in the name of jesus there is maturity here and out there's maturity for us we move in accordance to your expectations of us we will not be found wanting we will not be found in sin will not be found lackadaisical about our walk with you. Amen. We found aggressive for righteousness. Amen. We found aggressive for your truth. Amen. Lord, I thank you because the struggles are broken. Amen. Thank you, Lord, because the bondages, the bondages are loosened. Amen. Thank you, Lord, because there is ease. Amen. Come on, say there is ease for me right there's now. Ease say it like you mean it. There is ease there's for me. There is ease for me right now. Hallelujah. 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 Rejoice right now. I am super confident that this has been a blessing to you. Keep praying with it and let these words drive you to action to live in the fullness of the will of God for your life. Stick around for more. God bless you. I love you.